0: Welcome to Jersey Shore, I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined this week by... Pierce, hey guys. And hopefully you are hearing a difference in audio quality this week that makes it sound better than most of our shows that have come before. We're trying something new. It might sound worse. I don't think so, but if it does, that's why, and we'll fix it in future episodes. Hopefully, though, this sounds like the best audio of any episode we've done, except for the fact that I'm getting over a cold, so my voice sounds weird. Or yes, you are worse, but in general, this should be better, And it is very, uh, very windy outside, and so if you hear creaking or generally creepy sounds, first off, it's ghosts, but second, it's just the weather. (laughs) You know, we're in the middle of... We're we're in between blizzards at the moment in New Jersey, so... Are we supposed to get ridiculous. another one? I, don't, I hope so, but I didn't hear. Um, I hope not. <laughs> well, okay, true. I guess my vehicle's a little more suited to the storms than yours. Yeah, yours has, like, grooves in the tires still. <laughs> yeah, and four-wheel drive and heat and those things. Now, my sister up in Boston is currently, like, Oh, yeah. In, like, six feet of snow. She's been sending us pictures about once a week that are just horrifying. <laughs> See, I think that's lucky. I would love, love yeah. that. So. Now, she she does have four-wheel drive at the moment, which is nice. Yeah. they got a, they got a new uh, Tacoma, maybe? Something. Something that's nice, and we'll just get them through the crazy snow. But anyway. So, do you want to explain why, hopefully, we'll sound a little better? Um, it might have... I don't remember if I cut this from the um, the Frank episode or not, but, Pierce, you got this, uh, this recorder, this Tascam audio recorder. Yeah. So, as opposed to how we normally record, which is I hold my phone in the middle of the room, <laughs> and we both try to talk loudly... And it's got a good mic, but, you know, when it's sitting between two of us, it can only can do what it can do. Yeah. This time, you were holding my phone, <laughs> yes, which makes me very nervous, and I am holding <laughs> I'm holding the Tascam, and we're basically using them, like, get a hold of this now, folks, almost like a microphone. What? Like a standard, normal use of a microphone. So, the hope is that the audio quality for both of us, again, aside from the fact that I sound like I've been gargling sand... Hopefully it will be good. (laughs) I'm now trying to imagine that. That that would be probably the worst thing in the world. My word. So, what do we got on the docket for this week? So, this week we're probably going to talk about various stuff, but one of the things that we just got back from dinner, we should say. Uh, Yes. We just had some delicious hamburgers and fries. It is not sitting well, but it was tasty, yes. (laughs) It was worth it, Pierce. It was worth it. Um, Even though our toilets will not thank us later Anyway. One thing we did not discuss at dinner, because we were holding it specifically for this show, was Marvel's current or upcoming, depending on how you want to look at it, Secret Wars event. Yes. Uh, Written written and kind of orchestrated by Jonathan Hickman, who's been writing Avengers and New Avengers, and we've talked about it many times on this podcast, way back to episode one or two or something like that. And I'm super excited about it. Yes. Now, let me also say, you held off on talking about it. So, you wanted to talk about it, and I didn't want to spoil the conversation. So, and I should also say, I think the last issue I read was with the solid light chess game thing. So, yeah, you're good. Eight to ten issues behind, probably. Really, that long ago? Well, I mean, now that basically it's one book, basically, and they go the story just cuts back and forth between the two of them. Okay, it's about ten issues total, probably eight to ten. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's quite a bit. I'm behind that. I'll say five to ten, but it's been a number. Okay. It's right. been a number. It's been a number. number. That's yes. good. So, all right, well, where where are we at? Well, I just want to tease some other things. We're probably going to talk about uh, Spider-Man coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe a bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some TV, some movies, you know, the, the general nerd stuff we talk about here. Yeah, exactly. On Jersey Shore. So, what was your first question? Well, you told me a little bit. I guess we filled in a couple pieces. You told me about how... Steve went after the Illuminati. Steve Illinois. Rogers. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, well, we're bringing in someone even more better than you. Okay, I had told you this a few weeks ago. I was like, yeah. I don't remember talking about this tonight. Okay, so the, the general background that, of course, you should probably know if you haven't heard any of the episodes, where we've talked about this before or any of the books, is the Marvel multiverse has been collapsing in on itself for the last several years. Yeah. Um, basically like a Jenga tower or like a game of pickup sticks. Everything's collapsing on itself. Universes are being destroyed and some of the smartest members of the Marvel Universe, the Illuminati, have taken it upon themselves without the permission of the world or the other heroes or even their knowledge to... Blow crap up. To blow up other alternate Earths that were about to crash into ours with the intention and success of saving our Earth but also both universes from complete yes. and total destruction. Either one Earth dies... Both universes live, both Earths die, both universes cease to exist. Or both die, Earths die and both universes live. If they both Earths were blown up independently somehow. Correct, yes. Which we haven't seen, but theoretically could But have. if they collided into each other, then both universes cease to exist. Also, we've now seen one double incursion. like two. So like three were all together? Three worlds. Well, one Earth was about to collide into another Earth. Yeah. And... That Earth was destroyed, but before the actual incursion was done, like right before it was blown up, another Earth appeared in the sky right above that planet. Oh, interesting. Which was like, oh my. (laughs) So wait, wait, wait. Was it like three on equal footing? Or like, let's say there's 616 in the middle, and then
1: one on one side, one in the the middle.
0: But it was basically, one Earth was colliding with two other Earths, but I don't think we've been shown or had any be- reason to believe yet that all three Earths were crashing into each other. Okay. And a good reason for that would be because one of the Earths was the 616 and the other was the Ultimate Universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of amazing. So did they finally do away with the Ultimates, finally? Nope, not yet. Okay. So this uh, other background, you should probably know, Captain America was not thrilled when he found out about this. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of, uh, but eventually the Illuminati said, we can't do this, we can't blow up other populated Earths because... Because they don't have balls. So. <laughs> pretty much. And so Namor said pretty much what you did. And he decided, well, if you're not going to do it, you've got some villains in, in cold storage that I could thaw out and help me destroy these other earths and yes. save our lives and trillions of other lives throughout the universe. So sorry if you don't have the, the stones for it, but I'm yeah. going to save the world, folks. And they did for yeah. eight months, and then they started to be less practical and more just enjoyed the mercilessly killing and everyone. Then they kiss, yeah. <laughs> which may be the best line Eichman's ever written. Uh, no, I can't. Although it did crack me up quite a bit. Do you remember what other part I'm talking about? I don't think so. It was the X-Men world where Oh Kerax yeah, had, yeah, yeah. I don't remember if it was Professor X and Wolverines. There were Professor X and Magneto skulls, or Scott and Wolverine skulls, but he was like fight, 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 and then they kiss. <laughs> yes, I do remember. Terax that. is yes. a madman, man, oh, whatever stone thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure exactly what his biological makeup is. Whatever, he's creepy. He, he's the creepy one <laughs> well, I mean, of that the... entire team. I'm like, oh, you're the most normal. Like, okay, really the most normal out of that team. Yes, who was not... more normal than him on that team? I would say Namor and Black Swan. Okay, name or no, um, do you see what he wears? And <laughs> depends what decade we're talking about. I'm sorry, Black Swan hey, is. If I look like that, I'd wear that. I guess, but my word, um, it's like sequin scales. Like, come on now. Hey, he's a king. I guess um, Imperius Rex, <laughs> which is the dumbest name. Um, no, I don't know, just never liked the name Imperius Rex. All right, find name so much as his battle cry. And his title, I guess. I thought well, okay, King yeah. of the Empire. Yeah, I thought that was like name title. I thought it was like a pass on thing kinda of, yeah. Um uh, you know what my Namor knowledge is not strong enough to really have an answer to that. So no I'm one's sure. is. Um well, there are people out there who like Namor. Probably. Yeah. And there's people that are like Aquaman and they're all wrong. <laughs> so You know what I will say, I've really grown to enjoy Namor in Hickman's work. Enjoy hating Namor? Yes and no. I mean, I've enjoyed enjoying and hating Namor, depending on what the scene calls for. Namor... I mean, you've read Hickman's Fantastic Four and FF run. Uh, The majority of it, yes. Like, the moment when Sue pimp slaps Namor (laughs) with Dr. Doom's invisible arm. Like, she puts on invisible armor of Dr. Doom's arm, uh, and he's just like... You are magnificent. (laughs) He just loves everyone. There's, Hickman writes a good name. Hickman writes a good everyone, but Hickman writes a good name more. Do you think there's anyone, or Hickman does not write well? No, I'd say he writes everyone well. I mean, I'm sure there are some characters where I could go, oh, I actually prefer this other writer's version. Mm -hmm. But Hickman writes every character I can think of really well and really accurately to the way they've been portrayed throughout the years. Okay. Which is something that, like, Bendis might write a good... Character X, but that character X probably doesn't sound anything like that character has ever sounded before in the yeah. history, unless it's Spider-Man or something. Yeah, know. Bendis. Okay. <laughs> Whereas Hickman, he he keeps within the voices of those characters, and then there's a few characters like Sue or Reed or name or, or Peter Parker who I literally don't think I've read anyone who writes them even close to that good. Okay. And I've read a lot of good Spider-Man, and you know, and a lot of good other, other versions of the characters, but Hickman just writes. Like, as far as I'm concerned, my prime example of that is what that character sounds like. You want to know what that character sounds like? Read these pages by Hickman. Okay. You know, read the the story of Pete taking um, Franklin Richards on a day on the town after Johnny dies. Yeah, That is Peter Parker. Better than anyone has ever written Peter Parker before. You Better know? than any in-fight quip, really, you think? Yeah, and, and he writes a lot of good ones of those for Pete as well. Because in all those, and I think... I see what you're getting at. It's definitely the most sentimental any of those characters has been, but I don't know if it's necessarily the best that they've ever been. I I mean, that particular short story is more focused on the sentimental, although there's also some pretty funny moments in there, like when he has Franklin pay because Pete has no money <laughs> for yeah, hot dogs and stuff. But he writes a lot of other quips in there as well throughout those stories that Pete shows up in. Okay, yeah. Plus Pete showed up in, in Avengers quite a bit as well. Yeah. You know, well, so. Spock for a while, but yeah. It was both. You like uh, the moment of we have money. Oh, thank God! <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know things like that. So Cap was not thrilled about all these things going on, and he was hunting them down. Avengers, new Avengers, jump forward into the future. and We kind of talked about that last yeah. time we spoke. And I'm loving these stories. You're loving these stories. You're behind on them, but I'm up to date. Yeah, there was one thing I wasn't up to date on though, and that was Hickman's Ultimate Work. Yeah, I, I I've read some Ultimate Marvel. Because, yeah, the only thing that has mattered in the Ultimate-verse at all has been Miles. Well, but also the Peter Parker was very important. Yeah. And it's a very well-received and well-thought-of run to this day. The first two runs of the Ultimates are fantastic. Ultimate Fantastic Four is where we get Marvel Zombies. That's where that first shows up. Which I didn't care for. As a runner. Oh, I see. I really like it. I mean, it, it depends on which miniseries you're talking about because there's been a bunch now. Yeah. But Some I meant the original, the original. The original. Oh, Kirkman hey, one. look, here comes Silver Surfer. Let's go eat him. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, that's Robert Kirkman. Yeah. Not the Silver Surfer, but the writer of the book. <laughs> I would love to see Robert Kirkman as a Silver Surfer. That'd uh, be weird. So, they jump forward into the future, and now we're catching up on these stories. Where are they? Cap is hunting them down, and we talked he's about... Old man, and blah, blah, blah. We talked about him, like, tracking them down, and but they're on the run, and that Sue seemed to be on Cap's side, but she's actually on Reed's side. I think that's pretty much where we'd gotten up to. Yeah. So then they had, like, a four-issue back and forth, where it's... Cat and Mouse. Not even Cat and Mouse. It's basically, like, one sequence, but it's Reed is narrating a letter to... Not even... He's... The narration of the stories is a letter Reed has written to Valeria, saying, I'm probably going to die, or go to jail forever, or whatever, but I want you to have this wisdom, this knowledge, from me to you, that I think will serve you well in life. Especially as you're out hanging out with your Uncle Doom, you know, these are things you need to keep in mind. And it's basically him explaining this battle with Captain America as chess but also just general strategy like wartime Sun Tzu yeah that's of I was about to say yeah Art of War yeah so it's never let your enemy do this always keep this from your enemy always assume your enemy will do this unless they've done this and it's illustrating all these things that we're seeing happen in the book where basically the Illuminati purposefully lets Cap know their position and draws him in Cap sends down the few Avengers that are still on his side they fight... And all of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is... Which and all controls. of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is not as big as it used to be. And they fight. One team looks like it's winning. Then the other team looks like it's winning. Because there's all the War Machine drones that Rhodey is controlling at the same time, which is kind of killing him, but he thinks he can control it. And the Hulk, basically... The Hulk and the other team members heartily yep. destroy the War Machine drones. So we did drones. talk about this last time. Yep. Not on recording, though. Oh, we didn't? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Well, all right, people... Apologize if we did. If we're retreading, I apologize. So Cap sends in Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. She comes in and just starts pummeling the Hulk. And then the camera pans around. You see the Hulk is basically lying on his back very comfortably with his arms crossed behind his head. And is just grinning at her as she's punching him and then basically throws her into space. So then Cap sends down the lobotomized Hulk from the alternate universe that he's had in his back pocket for the last... 10, 15 issues or whatever. He fights the Hulk, and I, I forget which one wins, but at that at that moment, um, a Hila carrier shows up, at which point uh, you see an announcement. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stand down by order of, and you flip the page and you see the Avengers, and it's Sunspot, and his Avengers who have come in to basically be like, Cap, you need to knock it off because you've gone insane, because he has. Yep. And... So, they show up, some more fighting, then turns out Steve Rogers has an ace up his sleeve, which is the Mighty Avengers with Falcon Cap. So, they come uh, out, and they join the fight. Who's, who's on uh, Falcon Cap's team? Um, it's the Mighty Avengers and Spider-Man. Whatever <laughs> you Okay. Um, it's... I'm surprised Spider-Man's Monica on Cap's, size. Cap's side. Um... I'm pretty sure Spider-Man's in there. I'm doing this from memory from yeah. several oh, weeks yeah. ago or a month and a half ago, whatever. It's Falcon, Cap, Monica Rambeau, Blade, Blue Marvel, Blade Blue cage, like, what, like Blade like Vampire, Vampire Hunter? Hunter? Okay, oh, yeah. all right, that Blade. He's a Marvel character. I, I know, but I wasn't sure if they like embrace him or they're just kind of like. It had been a while since he'd shown up in a major role. I think okay. during like the X-Men vs. Vampires run from a few years back, where Jubilee was became pretty, a vampire. Yeah, I do remember that. I think he that. showed up there, but other than that, he hadn't been any... Because that's when so I well. tried to get in an X-Men. I was like, why do I care about Jubilee? <laughs> I don't? Okay. So the Mighty Avengers are fighting... the <laughs> Sunspots Avengers and the Illuminati, who are then fighting S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Mighty Avengers. And it's just tons of heroes just fighting amongst themselves. At which point, and there's been other reveals throughout this, like, it's literally just like almost every other page you're flipping and it's like, holy crap, this person's here and holy crap, they're actually on this side and holy crap, this (laughs) person's not dead and it's just moment after moment of just wonderful, if you've been reading this run anyway, great reveals of this person's not actually dead, this person's actually on this side, this team was in this person's back pocket the entire time, this kind of stuff. And then, when everyone's pretty much on the ground, have fought almost to a standstill, but it looks like the Illuminati are going to lose, another ship lands, or it might have been one of the ships that was already there. That was a little unclear from the art. But from one of the ships, from a ship, out steps four people. Is that right? I'm looking into this quizzically trying to make sure I have all four people. He is staring off into the distance, ladies and gentlemen. Probably mostly gentlemen. Definitely four people one of them I can't remember. It's a member of the Illuminati, is the fourth one, but I can't remember exactly which one it is. It might be Black Bolt, but or I'm sorry, it might be Black Panther. But the three that definitely step off the ship are Black Panther, or Black Bolt, okay, Medusa, his wife, and Sue Storm, hmm. Susan Storm Richards, which yes. reveals to Cap that oh. I wasn't on your side this whole time. Just by the way, I've been working with my husband because he's smart and you're a crazy person. And Cap, maybe it's just the part of me that still loves Cap. but (laughs) And maybe that's why I don't think... So when I asked about Hickman not writing character well, that would probably be my answer. Except I'd say he writes Cap pretty darn accurately. In that you were strongly on Cap's (sighs) side... I was. For so long in that run, and then... Nothing changed, except the circumstances. Cap stayed exactly the same, and you went, ooh, Cap's wrong now. (laughs) No, 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 no. There is a difference between changing stance and changing severity. I can say I hate something. And then I can say I hate something to the point where I murder it. Like, there is a difference. For instance, mayonnaise. Yes. Like, I don't want to murder it, stab it with a knife. That would be very unaffected. It would do literally nothing, but... It would spread it. Well, actually, yeah. Technically, yeah. But I still hate mayonnaise. So, Cap didn't change his stance, but he went off the deep end as far as severity goes. So, But that's that's what I'll say to that. I think he writes a compelling character who is named Captain America, but I don't think that's Cap, so... No, agree to disagree on that one, again. Yeah. But um, Sue comes out, reveals, hey, guess what? I'm on the winning side. And also, all of you are now in invisible force field boxes. Every single person except for, like, Reed, Black Bolt, and a few others. All of you need to stop fighting right now. It's time to talk this out like adults. <laughs> and stop punching each other. And Cap is furious about this. But it's great. It's literally just... This rubble-strewn New York battlefield—I think it's New York. I forget exactly where the battle taking place. Some city, yeah. But just with a hundred superheroes all trapped in invisible boxes, <laughs> <laughs> which you we can see as the reader, you yeah. know. But they're being created by Sue Storm, so she makes them talk it out and explain what's going on. And basically, they tell him what they've been telling him the whole time, but face to face, which is well, and some new stuff. But basically, look, the world is about to end. We are trying to stop that. We are trying to do it without killing anyone. You are making that very, very hard (laughs) for us to do. And you're only making things worse. Just like everyone has been telling you for months, including some of the most powerful, smart, and... Powerful and smart, you know. (laughs) You you have powerful characters, smart characters, and powerful and smart characters Most of which who are time travelers and know how this plays out have been telling you, you are wrong, even if you're right and need to stop. We'd like to tell you this again, but also, if it makes you feel better, you need to help us, and when this is over, we will all formally surrender to you for a trial not a jury trial not a like a kangaroo court trial a real trial and if it comes to it we will spend the rest of our lives in prison or get the death penalty or whatever we will atone for the crimes that you believe we have committed but we need to save the world first because if we're all dead it doesn't matter if you're right hmm. so cap Mulls this over. and In a asks bubble? Him, In an invisible bubble? I think he gets let out by that point. Okay. And he's like, Sue, put it down right now. Yeah. He's yeah. And so he asks them to reiterate, you're saying you're going to surrender? Yes, I'm going to surrender. Hulk, you're going to surrender. Yep. Well, gets the Black Bolt. You're going to yeah. surrender. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Black Bolt. Um, Black Panther. Okay. And he's like, no, I most certainly will not. I am a king. I did what I needed to do for my people. I don't really care about your deal. And Cap still goes along with it. But Black Black Panther makes it very clear, I'm not going to answer in any court. I'm the king of Wakanda. I was about to say, like, I'm yeah. doing what I have to do. Diplomatic here. immunity, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah. He doesn't say those words. Um, is Tony back or he's still in his crazy bubble? Tony is still in the cage, except by the next time we see that cage, it's cracked and he's missing and we don't know where. Okay. Um I don't think that's really a spoiler. I don't think that's getting ahead of myself in the story because we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. But he's just, the next time we see him, I believe the next time we see that cage, at least it looks like that cage, it's shattered and he's not there. Yeah. So what has Cap agreed to help them do? Basically, the Illuminati go, Namor came to us. Namor might have been the other person to get off that ship. I don't recall. He might have been That would make one. sense. In fact, I think, he, I think he was. But he gets off and he's like, look, I tried to work with these villains. It very quickly got out of hand. They've gone nuts with this. I went to Dr. Doom. He turned me down because Doom is no man's second choice, as Doom told him. And he's like, basically, there's an incursion happening now. They're all bringing a bomb over. It's an uninhabited world cap, if I recall correctly. So we can blow it up no problem. Help us trap them on that exploding planet it kills all of them they're all villains you want them all dead it takes them out of the picture and then we surrender you know I I don't remember if the surrender would happen immediately but like we're still going to try to fix this problem but help us here please because wherever the I think wherever the incursion is is in Cap's jurisdiction so like the Illuminati couldn't even get to it without being captured by him so fine Cap agrees So they go over there, they bring the bomb. Namor is flying back through the portal to then trap them in the other side. When he gets to the platform where he's going to jump back, and who happens to be there but Black Panther and Black Bolt? Black Panther stabs him with Shuri's blade, and basically says, I keep my promises. You destroyed my country. Time for me to end you, just like I told you I would do a long time ago. And then Black Bolt looks at Namor right in the face, and whispers to him, very, very timely, wh- tiny, I'm going to say it at f- normal volume, but when you see my brother Maximus, tell him I said, and then he roars, Farewell! And Namor gets blown off the platform, back onto the planet. Black Bolt and Black Panther return to 616 Earth, and Black Panther is looking at the, uh, looking at the explosive device, and they're like, so you probably shouldn't wait because that's generally, as we know from fighting villains all these years, a bad idea. If you're gonna blow it up, blow it up. And he goes, "I just want to, him to know, for even just a few seconds, that he's earned this, and this is what's coming." And then he he hits the button. We flash over to Namor's face as he lands, come, wakes back up, just starts screaming into the distance, and then the planet explodes. Bye huh. like bye, Cabal. Maybe. So, because everyone, I can't believe they killed Namor. I went, they didn't just kill Namor. Like I can think of ten ways Hickman could write himself out of this. Guess yeah. what? We found out one of them like two issues later. So, after this, I went, and I think I mentioned this earlier in this conversation. I know I've been monologuing a lot. My apologies, listeners and peers. But <laughs> Hickman wrote a bunch of stuff in the Ultimate Universe stuff I hadn't read, nor me. He wrote um, a four issue Thor mini series, Ultimate Thor. The one with, like, the axe hammer thing? Or the hook uh, hammer? Actually, in that run, I believe it's not... No. Yes, it is the axe hammer in that, in that run. Because it's a prequel. Because he's had diff- multiple hammers in yeah. that universe. He then wrote sections of the Ultimate Fallout series. After, I believe it was Ultimatum and the death of Ultimate Peter Parker, mm-hmm. there was a series called Ultimate Fallout, which was six issues, that had <coughs> stories from a bunch of different writers setting up, like, the next set of stories. It included, like, the funeral of Ultimate Peter Parker, which, by the way, I think that all that stuff was written by Bendis. Very touching. Hmm. I've read, like, maybe ten issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, and I was moved by reading the funeral of a character I haven't read much about. You know, and his supporting cast, who I haven't read much about. And very. But then, to the, be fair, I mean, it is also a character you are familiar with. So it's, yes it's different, no. but, like... I, I I was expecting to enjoy it, might be the right word, or it might be the wrong word, but I, I wouldn't expect to be moved as much as I was. It was fantastic. Hmm. But it's also setting up the next set of stories that were coming through, which includes a four-issue Hawkeye Ultimate Hawkeye miniseries that Hickman wrote, mm-hmm. and also a kind of twelve-issue run, kind of nine-issue run, depending on who you ask and how you look at it. Run of the Ultimates. <laughs> okay. That kind of paralleled, like in the first issue of the Ultimates, you see the same phone call between or like video call between Hawkeye and Nick Fury, but you see it from both different sides in both stories, and then okay. you follow along. And then they come back, like later on. I feel like that is a character that will probably stay dead. Ultimate Peter Parker. He's already back. What? Kind of. As far as I understand it. I don't read Ultimate Spider Man. How? What? That's dumb. I give up. He's he's like not Spider Man, but he's back. Like he's he's like, I just want to live a normal life. They all thought I died. I came back. How did he come back? I think it was Goblin Serum or something like that. Uh, Or or the spider bite or whatever. But he's like, I saw you took over. You were doing a pretty good job. I just wanted to have the life I was never going to get to have. I think. I I haven't read this I hope not, because that sounds stupid. Or it was a clone or whatever. I don't know. I don't care. So, Ultimate Thor, Ultimate Fallout, parts of it anyway. Ultimates Volume 4, I think, technically. Whatever. Yeah, get to the point. Ultimate Comics, The Ultimates Volume 1, maybe. Get to the point. And Ultimate Hawkeye. So, I was like, you know what, I should read those. Because they say some of this is going to come in, especially with, like, Ultimate Reed, which I know very little about, except that he was kind of a villain. Okay. He was a dick? No, no, kind of a villain. Okay. Like, basically, Doom is the good guy in that universe by the point where Hickman starts writing. Really? Kind of. He a, I don't even think Doom shows up in the stuff, but this is what I've read. But, no, 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 like, by the point Hickman takes over... Reed had flooded New York City to kill everyone, and the heroes, once they caught him, threw him into the Negative Zone and basically left him to die. Huh. They're like, yep, yeah, you're done. You're done. Goodbye. Have fun in the Negative Zone. Speaking of which, who has the, the Cosmic Control Rod now? In the 616? Yeah. Annihilus, I believe. Okay. Is there a different Negative Zone for every... No. Nope. As far as we understand it, the Negative Zone is, is its own universe. Okay. So it's constant. All right. So when did Annihilus... Oh, yeah, I guess, because he was in charge of it... When they cut him loose. Yeah, they gave it back. Why did he get it back? Because they had fair elections and he won. Oh, right. I thought they didn't let that happen. No. That's right, because we had this conversation. I was like, that's stupid. Why would they do that? Because democracy. No. (laughs) No. Like... Too bad you don't like the Democratic vote. Okay, there's a big difference between Democratic vote and race of beings that like to murder things. Like, if... You decided to have free elections and abide by the results they had, which was a dumb decision. And hey, you have to live with the consequences. I still can't believe they actually followed through. I thought it was a joke. And he was like, "Well, we're not doing that." Annihilus has been pretty cool since then, though. Pretty not murdering yet. It doesn't mean he's cool. There's a big difference That's between I mean not that. currently murdering he's and like cool. help save the universe from the builders for permission to murder things. Yeah, yeah, but you know, directed weapon, sorta. Of. It's like, I have a lion. Right now he's eating that thing, but it's not meaning he's not going to eat all the other things. That's a pretty good compromise, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay, sure. Unless you want to be eaten by the lion. I don't know. Not know, really, weird no. Things. No. Um, <laughs> That's the point. All right, so... Ultimates is going to play in, so you decide to read it. I was like, I, I should read this. I've read pretty much every other Marvel thing Hickman's written. There's a few, like, stragglers. Like he wrote like a couple issues of Shang-Chi, like, ten years ago, and yeah, a whatever. couple little things that, as far as I know, aren't going to play into this. So, I, And they're hard to find, so I haven't looked them up. But I was like, I, I should read this. So I went on Comixology, downloaded all the Ultimate stuff that he wrote... And I read it in, like, an afternoon. And it's fantastic, by the way. Really shouldn't surprise Ah, me, since I like all of Hickman's other stuff. But it sets Reed up as... Basically, the first issue is Reed finding a way back from the Diagnos Zone. Then he comes back, and he basically puts up... He's calling himself the maker at this point. He's got, like, this helmet with, like, a long cone head on it. (laughs) It's, like, tethered to, like, computers and stuff. Okay. Like, cone straight back, like, in, like, aerodynamic? Kind of like the, um... Xenomorph, Shmalion? Okay, yeah, If it yeah. was more... Exactly. If it extended back, from but not frontwards. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay. So he, he sets up this dome. And the story is like kind of telling you the story of this dome. And if you hadn't read the Fallout stuff, you wouldn't know this was read until later. It kind of works as a reveal. And I read the Fallout stuff second, which was dumb on my part, but it, I yeah. didn't realize how much of it was important, so I read it later. So you don't really know who's doing this, but someone in Europe somewhere builds this dome... Like a decent sized dome, and then seals it. And like your city sized dome. Yeah, let's say so. Okay. I think it starts out small and gets to city size, but it's basically like t- you're told very quickly time is going to run much faster inside the dome than outside the dome, and so you're learning about the civilization that like exists for a thousand years that is like perfecting everything about humanity, stronger, faster, the technology, the medicine, yeah. everything for a thousand years, and then the maker and the city. Like the city's kind of sentient, and that's but the maker, who's Reed. Ultimate read is like connected to it. He's all directing it, and then at a certain point after a thousand years, because he's basically immortal, you find out his sure negative be- zone. Because of, no, it's because of his powers. Like basically, it's not just his body that stretches or his mind that can stretch, but his lifespan. Like
1: the so he's basically rubber,
0: which doesn't die, right? Like okay. I think they have even established he doesn't have internal organs in the Ultimate Universe. Really, like. He's just this mass of intellect and hmm. Um <laughs> Okay. Guess there's um, worse things to be masses, though, so... Yeah. and by this point, like, Sue left him, and everybody's written him off as yeah. dead. They all f- assume he's dead. Is there an ultimate Franklin? No. Okay, so he there's only one Franklin? Only one Franklin that turned out the way that ours did, as far as we know. As heard. in God, yeah, okay. Yeah, Mr. Franklin. <laughs> yeah. And... So he builds a city, and a thousand years pass inside, and then you're told, and then the maker decided it was time, and he brought the dome down. And then it tells you, in this thousand years, three minutes have passed in the outside world. Really? So now this dome basically pops up. I think it was, like, underground, and then it, like, brings stuff up. Destroying Germany. Oh. Like, all of it. Or a, maybe it was Geneva. Something with a G. Also, <laughs> also Asgard, which in the Ultimate Universe was on Earth at that point, destroyed. The maker, Reed, lets all his robots and fighters out, and they basically massacre all the Asgardians. Huh. And he basically goes, hey, world, um, I'm Reed Richards. You tried to kill me. You were wrong. Um, I'm smarter <laughs> than you, and I was trying to save the world. And yes, a lot of people were going to die, but I was going to save the world, and it would have been fine. Is this like the dinosaur thing? Is that what he was trying to do? I've heard. A, I still haven't read that, but I've heard a lot of people make that same exact comparison. Comparison, yes. Although this was five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Also, can I make a quick side tangent, Kirkman? Why are you so dark? Like, why dark cells? Like, I guess. But there's so much violence and murdering and like flying through people, cutting them in half. <laughs> there's a lot of that in. <laughs> you have a late, yeah, I guess. Okay, back to your dome. So dome he he brings up the dome, brings down the dome or whatever, and it's basically like so. You tried to kill me, you were wrong, I was going to save the world, well, I'm back, I'm still going to save the world. Don't attack me, I will leave you all alone. Yes, I killed all the Asgardians, and Geneva, <laughs> yeah. or Germany, or whichever one is gone. One's a city, one's a you know country, but you know, whatever. They're both in Europe, and jeez, I have read this a couple weeks ago, I'm doing this <laughs> from them. Point is, a section of Europe, and and the city's getting bigger, but he's like... Leave me alone, and we'll solve all the earth's problems like we've already we're already a thousand years ahead of you. By this the way. sounds exactly like invincible, so continue yes, and just leave, and of course, the heroes don't, and they eventually find a way to take him down in some really cool ways with some other things Hickman does all through there, but the read part's the important part he's taken down, but he's not killed and so Hickman at like issue nine, his name was still on the book for three more issues, but he it was like his. His ideas being written by Sam Humphreys, I believe. Okay. And it was because they were bringing him over to do, to wrap, to finish up his Fantastic Four FF run and to write Avengers. It was basically like, oh, you're getting pulled up to the big leagues. So that's why it's nine kind of, and a couple things in the last three issues are like, what? Like, oh, by the way, Ultimate Tony Stark has a sentient tumor (laughs) that can communicate with and control machines. Okay. Like, you do. Yeah. And ESP with a robot, because Black Hole Disney. Sure. That's how they take over the city. Like, basically, Tony's tumor, Anthony, communicates with the city and convinces it to turn on the maker. And that's how they win. It's weird. That is the dumbest. That is, of all the things, like, I've heard. Even in fan fiction, (laughs) this is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. And I don't know if it was a Hickman thing or a Humphreys thing. Because if it was a Hickman thing, I'm sure, like in those last three issues, which is where it really shows up, maybe there's some cool version of that. This was just very strange. Why is there a force ghost young boy who's controlling a machine robot made from the city fighting the maker? Uh, This is... It's weird. That is the worst thing. Anyway, that aside... He's still around. And eventually, from what I understand, this was not in the Hickman stuff, in the years since then, he traveled to the 616, yeah. saw our Baxter building, basically saw a picture of the, the Richards family with their children, which is important. You brought that up before. And was like, so this is what I could have had had I not tried to take over the world several times? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a good guy this time. And he comes back, and he starts working with S.H.I.E.L.D. and all these things. So then... In, I believe it's the most recent issue of New Avengers, I want to say forty one, but I could be off on that. I'm doing again I'm doing this from memory. We start off the issue in the Ultimate Universe. It's New Avengers, and the issue takes place almost entirely in the Ultimate Universe. Sure. And Miles Morales is swinging around, and Nick Fury and Reed Richards are having heart to heart going down an elevator into a into the Triskelion. It's just like out of Captain America The Winter Soldier, which is mm-hmm. fitting because a lot of that was taken from Hickman's Secret Warriors run. Yep. And you find out, and, and you know Fury is like, I'm so glad you turned over a new leaf, these are all the things we've fixed and saved. And then Reed goes down into his bunker to start work for the day, and turns on the city, which is still around in his bunker, and puts on his maker helmet. And it's like, man, this job has become so much easier since I started pretending to be a hero. They all trust me now, and I'm pretty much able to save the world, and... I still hate them all. They still ruin my life. But anyway, so um, city, huh. how are we on the incursion problem that I've been dealing with? And she's like, "Well, so far you've destroyed sixty-four worlds, and we're still here. So pretty good." Wow. And you're like, "Oh, so this is all?" I'm just, and I literally read this all this ultimate stuff. Like three days before this issue came out, and I was like, there could not have been better time Yeah, no, on seriously, because I would have been so—I I wouldn't be confused. But the payoffs are there that weren't wouldn't have been. exactly. It's all very well explained, but how did how is he destroying the world? Was the city just like laser beam? Laser beams, bombs. It's okay. Ultimate Reed Richards is a force to be reckoned with. Like you don't take him lightly. You know. Okay, and. You would learn something in the previous issue of Avengers that is reiterated here. You learned it in the 616, now you're learning it in the in this, um, ultimate. 1610, which is the ultimate universe. Which is, okay, something weird happened. We started off with infinite universes, or whatever. And they've been dwindling and dwindling dwindling. Being eaten by purple ooze, or pink ooze, <laughs> yes. Two weeks ago, or whatever date it was, very recently, there was just over a thousand left. So, okay. And then, there was 22. We don't know what happened to the just over a thousand, and which I think the, my 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 meta reason for this is that's what they say. That's where the movie universes are, the cartoon universes, if the real world. They stripped it down to the actual number. That basically the thousand that just disappeared. That's how we're going to pocket away. because like, the movie universe is not going to be involved in Secret Wars, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, that's how they're going to explain that away. It's part of one of those thousands that didn't get destroyed. They just disappeared. Oh, okay, that's my, so they're that's not... My, that's we're not saying guess. that they disappeared, or we're not saying they died. This is a... They, they did managed. not... As far as it's explained in both issues that I understood it, they weren't just destroyed. They just blinked out of existence. Okay. From, like, all of our scanning technology. The way we've been... Co- we've been, like, reading all these things, and now those universes just aren't there. They disappear okay. instantly. Like, at the same time. Are we ever going to find out what that pink ooze thing yeah. was? <sighs> so... But but that's my headcanon okay. probable explanation for why they did that is So now we're down to 22 universes. We learned in the previous issue back in 616 is like, here's the good news. Well, bad bad news, good news, bad news time. Bad news, we're down to 22 universes. Good news, from what we can tell mathematically, only one more incursion is going to happen on 616. Like, all the okay. other Earth universes will be crashing into each other, but there's only one left for us. Just the way the trajectories yeah. are working out. It's also going to be the last one. And we don't know... It's going to be like, the last one, but it's going to be the last So, one, going so the last we're going to one. get map makers and everyone well, and... We don't know. We knew, I think, at by this point that it was going to be the Ultimate Universe. That's the last, the final incursion. Just like we had the last White Venti. It's Infinity going to be 616 and Ultimate. And 1610. 16, 16, so... We Ultimate Reed is reiterating all stuff with the stuff with the machine. He's like, okay, so this one's happening right over here. It's uh, time to go take care of that. He's like, okay, get my bombs ready, get all these things. And he's looking up into the sky and he's like, um, City, is it just me? Or is there already a bomb on that planet? It's about to go off. And she's like, Yes, Maker, it does seem to... I'm reading the signatures of explosives, and it seems to be that someone's already taken care of your problem for you. And it's like, okay. And at the same moment, you're kind of getting flashes of that other planet, where Namor has just been blown off a platform onto uh. the ground. And the other villains are like, wait, did you just try to leave us here with this bomb, but now you're back, and what's happening? And I forget who uses their power. I think it might have been Black Swan, but basically, they say, hey... Third incur- or second incursion right over there. That's our escape plan. We need to go now because, if you recall, giant bomb that will blow up a planet. And so they all jump to the Ultimate Universe. And the issue ends with all of them, I think they're in a swamp, but basically they land on the ground right in front of Ultimate Reed Richards who's like, well, isn't this interesting? End of issue. <laughs> interesting. And so it's now the Cabal is on the Ultimate Universe with Ultimate Reed Richards. So it's going to be Richards versus Richards. Well, the, the cover of Secret Wars issue 3 is like split down the middle, and on, on the left side it's our Reed, on, on that side it's the Ultimate Reed. Okay. In the Maker costume. Interesting. So, so why is it Secret Wars? So in 1986, I believe, or 3, I'm pretty sure it's 6, Marvel and, was it Toy Biz? It was a big toy company. Toy Wiz? Toy Biz. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't remember if it was Hasbro or Toy Biz or Kenner maybe. Whoever had the Marvel license at that time went, hey Marvel. Hey We're, Marvel. <laughs> we want to put out a big toy line with like tons of characters in it. And basically we want you to write a tie-in comic for it to explain why all these characters would be or yeah. would be fighting, would have anything to do with each other. Because it's one thing if you do like an X-Men line or an Avengers line, but this is everybody. And our market research shows... Oh, this was either the toy companies or Marvels. I forget whose market research says, but that 8-year-old um, boys, 18, to eight, or eighteen 8 to 13-year-old boys, they love toys with the word secret hey. and wars in the title. So that's what sells. So work those into a title and write us a tie-in comic for these uh, toys, and this will be our new toy line. And so Marvel put out this 12-issue limited series called Secret Wars. So wasn't it Secret War? I'm sorry. uh Marvel superhero Secret War. Yes. Okay. Sorry. You are correct. Whoosh! I knew one thing. <laughs> Got it. It only took eighty-six episodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Marvel wrote this tie-in, which a lot of people don't realize. It was a toy-in, toy tie-in, toy-in. Yeah. It was literally written. That should be a term, a toy-in, because that's <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, yeah, Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was basically like that. It it was only written to sell toys. Like, legitimately not even like, oh, we could probably sell toys from this. This is specifically being written for that. Yeah. And it's well-respected. It's where we get Venom, like the black symbiote costume. Yeah. It's where we get the Beyonder. It was basically the Beyonder is this super powerful... Alien? Question mark being <laughs> who takes chunks of a whole bunch of planets throughout the galaxy and puts them into this one super planet called Battle World, where he wants to see heroes and villains fight each other because he's kind of, kind of like a Greek god or whatever. Yeah. He's preoccupied with the concept of morality and heroes and villains. Hey, and rewind. Do we ever find out what happened to Living Tribunal? Nope. But uh, we have been told that we will find out before Secret War starts. Okay. So and who killed the Watcher? Nick Fury. Oh, that's right. But it was more that the Watcher committed suicide by Nick Fury. Because that, that makes sense as a sentence. It It did. Okay. like suicide by cop, is what I mean. Okay, gotcha. You, you know what that... You, you're familiar with that Where idea. Where a cop kills someone and declares a suicide? No, where someone basically goes, I want to die. Easiest way would be to run at a police officer and pretend I'm brandishing a gun. Uh, and they will shoot me and I'm... It's basically you're you are committing suicide by way of being shot. By gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Basically, that's what the Watcher did. Okay. He basically forced Nick Fury to kill him. Oh, um, so he would he wanted to die. Gotcha. Because watching is depressing, and yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> kind of <laughs> gross and skeevy. <laughs> that's more what the Orb does. Later <laughs> on, that's another story. But so they wrote the story in it. I've read it. I have. I'm pretty sure I have all the issues. Um, which. The one where the black costume cost me like appears for appears first cost me like sixteen bucks I think. Doesn't he step into Maybe. like a machine that gives him suits? Yes, yeah, Thor I believe, or somebody's costume had gotten ripped, which it wasn't even Thor technically. It was Thunderstrike at the time. Donald Masterson. Oh, um, Donald Masterson sounds right. No, it's not Donald. Whatever, whatever. Um, Eric Masterson. There you go. And Rhodey was Iron Man at the time. Everyone thought it was uh, Tony, but it wasn't. It wasn't him. Uh, got their costume, like, ripped, and they found, like, this alien machine that would fix your costume for you. And so they're like, oh, it's right over there. And so Pete goes over to it to get his costume fixed, and it's actually um, a pod that has the symbiote in it, because he went to the wrong machine. Yeah. Because of stuff. <laughs> sure. We kept the, there was a the lot machines of, right next to each other, obviously. Well, it was like a hodgepodge world made up of just tons of planets, so there's, like, just chunks of everything everywhere. Gotcha. And they're like, it's over in that direction, and he just goes to the wrong Chunk. The, ran- the wrong pod that just gave him a symbiote. Okay. The two machines right next to each other. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So, it's a goofy story, but it's fun enough for 1986. You know, it's it's a lot of what you expect from there. And then, then there was Secret Wars 2, where the Beyonder comes to Earth and <laughs> has a cherry curl, for whatever reason, and yeah. a big white... Oh, yeah, white I remember that, yeah. S- 70s or 80s suit. I guess it would be 80s technically. Hey, rerun real quick. What's going on with Venom right now? Is he still still in space? Yeah. Okay. They just did that. Like, um, they went to his home planet. Oh, they actually he went was... to the symbiote home planet. Yeah. Now I kind of want to read it. Was and... it was it any good or was it terrible? I didn't hate it. They they definitely retconned the origin of like what are the symbiotes all about. But I kind of why would they make them all about instead? You'll have to read it. Oh, dang it. It's it's one of those ones you should probably read yourself. I liked it. A lot of people seem to like it. Um, I'm still having issues with the series as a whole. Yeah. But, the whole Gamora thing, I was just kind of pissed off. But, so then there's Secret Wars 2, which I have some of the issues of. Tried to read them. It was terrible. Oh, wait. Secret War 2? Secret, Secret War 2, sorry. Okay. What is... Se- then there was Secret War 3, which was a... Uh, I think it was a Fantastic Four story that I've never read. I don't really know much about it. Then there was Secret War. I think they were all Secret Wars until Secret War by Bendis. I think Secret War is the outlier. Marvel Superhero Secret Wars. Wait, which one's Secret War? That was the 2005 miniseries by Brian Michael Bendis where Nick Fury has a bunch of heroes. Yeah, okay, that is Barria. Secret War. Yes, and then they go and... That's the first time that... Cats so that one time you were right, things, we're taking that back. <laughs> yeah, dang it. So close. So, and now Hickman is writing Secret War. So what they had announced before these, some of these issues had come out was, okay, so soon the final incursion will happen. That's going to be 616, the regular Marvel Universe, and the 1610. And when they collide, because they will collide, it's not going to destroy the universes, or it will, but it won't, but it will, but it won't. There's going to be a new battle world. Here's the map. It's got like twenty six or whatever slots on it. There's a chunk of the Marvel universe, a chunk of the Ultimate Universe, a chunk of the twenty ninety nine universe, a chunk of Old Man Logan. Isn't a chunk the twenty nine? Wait, isn't the twenty ninety nine the six one six? It's a possible future of the six one six. Okay, gotcha. Which is so is Old Man Logan, and so is a bunch of others. Um, but here's a whole bunch of. He, this is a battle world made up of chunks, of not planets, but realities. Different Earths. So, Age of Apocalypse. So, basically, Beyonder stole the pieces as they were blowing up. And- well, we don't know. Okay. What? We don't even know if the Beyonder is involved. One of the things that I did forget to mention that happened in Avengers New Avengers was Hank Pym came back. And on the cover of that issue was the Beyonder. And so, everybody was like, okay, here's, here's the issue. Is this where we find out that Rabam Alal is to Beyonder. And at the end of the issue, Yellow Jacket comes back, also with a beard, by the way. <laughs> Big, bushy beard. Really? Just okay. like Brian Braddock at the moment. Does he have the weird, lame shoulder things? I think so. It's a classic Yellow Jacket costume. Okay. Um, but he comes through and he's basically like, so... Went looking for the Ivory Kings. Yes. Ivory Kings? Ivory Priests. No. Black Priests. Ivory Kings. So the Ivory Kings. I went looking for the Ivory Kings. We've never seen? We've never seen. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I found them. Here's the thing. The Ivory Priests... Ivory Kings. Uh, the, the Ivory Kings, they're Beyonders. Plural. Ah. Issue ends. And also, they're all, like, gray aliens. So we don't know, like... The, the origin of the Beyonder had been retconned kind of a few years ago to, to be that he was an inhuman with the X-Gene. So, so he was both? Yes. So basically that's why he's so crazy powerful. Okay. He's inhuman and a mutant. And maybe this is taking that away. Maybe it's not. We don't know yet. We still haven't gotten the next issue. Or it's just... Because the next issue was or, the Universe. Yeah, or it's just like the Black Priest, which are all the Stranges. I don't think they're all the Stranges. He's a Strange said, and there are various things. I thought you said they were all Stephen Strange. He's the leader. I don't know that gotcha. all of his followers are... Is he still off in crazy land of ruling the Black Priests? Yeah, that was only a couple issues ago. Okay. Um, so is he evil? No, he's performing triage on the universe, as he puts it. He's uh. a surgeon, after all. Or was. Okay, alright, I guess that makes sense. So, all this is leading into Secret Wars, and here's what we know about Secret Wars. The 616 is, as soon as Secret Wars starts, the 616 is done. The Ultimate Universe is done. All really? universes are done. This is the official word. So they are hard resetting? Maybe yes, maybe no. Is it a hard reboot? That's what a lot of people are saying. I doubt it. Um, here's what my best guess is. Okay. Based on the things they've said, based on the things that make sense, both from a story perspective, from a business perspective, you know, just a money perspective in general. They did the thing that they said they were never going to do. What's the thing they said they're never going to do? Reset. Like, how much flack did they give 52, like the new 52? You're talking about Reboot. Okay, yes. Which reboot and Reset, different things. Very different things. Yeah, I guess, but all right. So, they've said they wouldn't, They, they. I don't know if they've said they'd never reboot, but they've never rebooted. Mostly, they kind of have in the past. And they do small reboots all the time, but a universe-wide reboot, no. Yeah. They haven't done that. Uh, this, I think that you would be able to say this is a hard reboot. No. When, no? I'm saying no, and here's why. Because various quotes that different editors and, you know, the EIC and and stuff like that have had, editor-in-chief have had, is basically, this is not about destroying our history. We love our history. This is about building on our history. And what we know is during Secret Wars, we're going to have chunks of all these worlds, right? So, 2099, the Marvel Universe, the main Marvel Universe Ultimate, all these different chunks of Marvel history. There's a whole Spider-Verse section. There's a whole universe where called Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, which has him and Mary Jane in tux and wedding dress on the cover. Oh, I hope so. I hope they bring that back. Here's my best guess for what happens. is During Secret Wars, of course, you have this battle world where everything is all fused together, and you have different lands that are all kind of at war, but trying to coexist. But, you know, you have Age of Apocalypse next to Old Man Logan. You know, problems Perfect. are going to arise here. Is that by the end of this there will be a new 616 like a new earth like earth and earth with a, a new prime earth, yeah. a new probably with the currently existing marvel um, 616 surrounding planets and stuff because you don't want to lose the guardians of the galaxy Obviously, and, uh, yeah, you know, all those things so a different earth in the 616 probably this is my guess but a reformed earth of some type which will be going forward the will have the history of the six one six because anyone who survives will still have their history and their memories. It's not like that goes away. It's basically they're moving across town, so you'll have all your. You'll have Peter Parker, our Peter Parker. You'll have you know our whatever our, you know Steve Rogers or whatever maybe, and then I'm sure there will be a handful of characters who will die. Yeah, I'm thinking Reed Richards will probably die. Really? Or Reed Richards probably yeah. Um, and maybe he gets so, replaced by Reed Richards from another universe. So soon after, um, what's it called? Uh, what's it, blah, 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 blah. I feel like this is still pretty soon after, um, the Human Torch died. Or was that a while Four ago? Four or five years ago. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if anyone has earned the right to kill off Reed Richards, it's Jonathan Hickman. Which, by the way, Secret Wars is going to be written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Isad Ribic, who did those first 12 issues of Thor, God of Thunder. Yeah. And also did that work on the Ultimates that Hickman did, or at least the Ultimates run, and covers by Alex Ross, which everything I've seen from this so far looks just gorgeous on every level. Um, But I'm sure a few 616 heroes will die, and you will probably get the ultimate version of that character to come in, or another version, like... Maybe this is how we get Wolverine back. Maybe you get Old Man Logan Wolverine, and that's your status quo Wolverine from now on. Is Wolverine still dead? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yes. know where they left it. Um, or, you know, you know, p- p- pick a character, any character. Maybe the 616 version of that character does die for a few years, and we get that character from Age of Apocalypse is now the new... Like, maybe, maybe um, Cyclops dies... But Age of Apocalypse Cyclops is the new Cyclops in the Marvel. So we don't have before. a dick Cyclops anymore. <laughs> Possibly, although he was if I recall correctly, Cyclops is always a jerk. He's that's just Cyclops. He, true, he has always been a jerk. <laughs> um But the history will still exist. Like, Peter Parker from the six one six is still around, even if he's on a new reformed Earth, still Peter Parker. It's not a reboot. Sure. It's a move across town, sure. You know, if, if you know, I moved a couple years ago. Still me. I didn't reboot. I just moved, no, know? but there is also a difference uh you know there's moving across town there's you know six one six Peter Parker being on reformed Earth, totally fine there's six one six Cyclops getting murdered, and then new Cyclops coming in be like I'm Cyclops and they're like, No, not really, you know like if it's if it's enough of a change, like old man Logan is status quo, you know, Wolverine which okay. is just a guess on my which, part. Which no, I understand totally a guess, but it makes more sense, you know, because it's different enough that it's marked. Let's just say Peter Parker dies and Miles comes in. Well, let's say 616 Peter Parker dies and the new Peter Parker going from now on is a Spider-Man a Peter Parker who's married to Mary Jane Watson. Now, a problem with that with with what they just went through with uh, Spock and getting Peter back you know, I would have a problem if they immediately uh, again, turned around just and guess, killed but, them off again. Or maybe we come back to a world where there's, you know, four Cyclopses running around. And they're all very different. And yep. they don't get along because they Cyclops doesn't get along with anybody. Maybe it's one of those situations. We don't know. But as far as I can tell, and as far as what makes sense, both from a story perspective and a business perspective and all these things... They're not going to throw away all this continuity. No, no. And but I'm sure things will... And I'm sure in there, I'm sure there will be some soft reboots, soft resets, because those things happen all the time. Absolutely. I, I fully expect this to be the complete end of everything Ultimate Save. Um, I'm sure Miles will come over. And crew. And his crew, Nick Fury probably. So we can have two of the same looking Nick Furies? Yeah. Because this is or, Nick Fury Jr. Or, or they might kill off... Nick Fury Jr., because yeah. people have just given them so much crap for that for years now. Yep. You know, maybe kill him off, and now you have both Nick Furies in the sixth month, or the new, whatever they call it. Well, because isn't or. the other Nick Fury pretty much. He's chained up on the moon. He's the new Watcher, but he's. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Is that how it works? You kill the Watcher, become the Watcher? No, it's more like the Watcher sentenced him for killing the Watcher. For oh, killing okay. Watu, the other The Watchers. watchers. The other Watchers from. The other people of his race basically sentenced him to carry out that role for killing one gotcha. Which I guess is poetic justice because he's always in everyone's business. Sure, okay, sure. That's yeah. A, yeah. But I mean, I'm really curious to see what happens. I don't think it'll be a total reboot. It could be, but it would really surprise me if that happened. But I'm, I'm super excited to see what happens. I feel like we're getting lost. lost Well, that'd be great. I love Lost. Yeah, except they didn't answer everything.
1: What and, did they answer?
0: Uh, giant pink tentacle monster in lost? No, I meant in Marvel. The story's not over yet. Yeah, but we got like a month or two. No, we've got like a year. No. Secret War starts in April and doesn't end for like 5 months or whatever. Oh, I thought Hickman was done in He's May. done writing, but his stories will be coming out till like November? Okay. He wrote it all. It's done. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's sure. just those stories haven't come out yet. Okay. I cuz before I you had told me like oh no he he's his run's done in his may his avengers run is done in may okay but then he wrote secret wars which gotcha. is what comes right after that and is continuing that story okay all right cool you know like, living tribunal we haven't seen since new avengers number yeah. 7 and um, they've said will be answered before secret wars Okay. in april so cuz and we don't know what may, the we right? don't know what the stupid thing is that we did to set off all of the Right. Place. but and Robin Malal is on the cover of one of the upcoming issues. It's just like Ew. Black cl- Robin Malal, the Great Destroyer. I don't really know who that is. Okay, The guy who's behind it all, according to Black Swan. Oh, okay. Like He's on the cover of an up- upcoming issue. It's just surrounded by Black Swans, and it's just like this black... It almost looks like Luke from *Turn of the Jedi. Okay. Like his cloak, if it was shredded and full of holes, and you couldn't see a face. Evil Franklin? No idea. You can't see a face. Evil Franklin. Looks vaguely male, but I'm wondering if it could be Mistress Death. I don't know who that's supposed to be. Death. Oh, Thanos' girlfriend? Thanos' girlfriend, Death. Oh, yeah, how come we haven't seen the Cancerverse yet? I don't know. I'm just surprised that we haven't. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just surprised that they didn't work that That out That might be one of the ones in Battleworld. It's like 25 or 26 chunks. And not all the names have been revealed yet. Gotcha. So, maybe it is. So, you think it's a Death... That'd be interesting. If Death was just the villain... But why would Death have pink tentacles? That was just... That was, I think, that was more of just a a visualization of the universe, the multiverse crumbling. I don't know that that was actually a monster, but that but that thing was in between dimensions. That was in the void. It was in a, it was in superspace, which is yeah, between the dimensions. Yeah, right. I just assume that it was, you know, the effect of the thing or whatever this thing is. So. Right, but I took that more of just like this is what we can see on this dimension. It's how our brains process on this dimension the multiverse collapsing I don't know gotcha. that it was literally a being because it looked like it literally devoured the thing I so. think, I thought it more as you used the word void before I thought of it more as this is just the void this is the nothing from Never Ending Story it's nothing Yeah, basically I've never seen the Never Ending Story so really? I can't say for sure um, Atreyu I know all that nonsense. yeah I've never seen it or, or the second one or the third one oddly it ended which is weird yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> liars And the Lies and Lying Light. Well, you know why? Because people stopped reading books. That was really the whole point. of The The books or books? Books. That was the whole point of the first one. Like, no one reads books anymore. No No one has imagination. We're all dying. Except what we've been talking about for the last hour. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Books. But I'm I'm excited. I mean, Hickman has done no wrong by me at this point. Like, these stories have been so engrossing. And even if you have problems with Captain America or whatever, we've gotten hours of conversation on and off mic. No, about this, of how, you know, just what's going to happen next, can you believe this thing just happened, and that thing just happened, and this thing just exploded. So shall we talk some Spider-Man, Pierce? Sure. You just mean cinematic Spidey? Cinematic Spider-Man. Alright. Are we still getting a Venom movie? Don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like the Sinister Six movie, the Venom movie, they're all, they've been pushed back. Because we're they're rebooting again. But they're not sure what. Yeah. Whether that, maybe they still do a Venom movie just in the new... Universe. So let's explain what happened.
1: Yeah. The other day,
0: a week or two ago now? Not yep. even two weeks ago. Every nerd's wet dream finally happened. <laughs> no, Firefly did not come back. <laughs> there was the announcement that, hey, guess what? Spider-Man is coming back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it was like, sorry, what? I, mean, I shouldn't say back, but it's coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it was like, this is a weird April Fool's article that people are just passing around now. Yeah. Well, what's going on? No. Well, no, we should also say during those Sony leaks, there was... Emails that were spoiled about that there was back and forth about it. Oh, we had known there was back and forth about it for yeah. years, but it was just it hadn't gone anywhere and wasn't going anywhere. But several weeks ago, before even that news came out, Amy—I think it was a couple days before it came out—Amy Pascal, the head of Sony Entertainment, stepped down. And she—and I don't know a lot about this, but I know she had been pretty instrumental in getting Spider-Man to Sony in the first place. Yeah, and kind of the buzz I had been hearing from different different insiders, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of articles from people in the know, was that kind of Spider-Man would stay at Sony as long as she was at Sony. Because it was like her badge of honor that she mm-hmm. got Spider-Man. So when she stepped down, in my head immediately, this light bulb went off of, so if she's the reason, if she's like the main, like, tear it from my cold band hands yeah. and not in a bad way like no I've never heard anybody this say is my trophy I'm holding on to it but of, yeah. she was very proud of Spider-Man of having this that was a big deal you know Spider-Man has brought in billions of dollars for Sony over the years yeah. I was like oh could this signal something new and then a few days later this news comes and it's like okay so is this for real and it is real it's marvel.com here's what we know P- uh, Andrew Garfield is out pretty what, much Which? what's your feelings on that um, I un- I totally get it. I wish he was still around because I loved Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. Espe- yeah. I mean, granted, his comparison to Tobey Maguire was so bad. I about to say, yeah, you know, there's not much of a comparison there, yeah. But I really liked him. I loved Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. Yep. Yeah. Which, granted, she wouldn't be an issue here, really. But was <laughs> that? But I I get it. Yeah, you want to make a clean break. Did I enjoy the Amazing Spider-Man movies for the most part? Yes. But I understand that, especially if you're bringing a Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, you need to make a clean break and you need to start over. Okay. To an extent, we still don't know for sure. At least as of the time of this recording, we'll watch tomorrow the news will come out of who's playing Peter Parker now. But we don't know who oh, going comes out to tomorrow. No, I'm saying watch it'll come out tomorrow, okay, yeah. and, and we'll just be like, oh, who knows? Yeah, know. Logan Lerman is one of the names out there. But um, I'm trying to think, who would I? Who do I know exists that? I quite want frankly, to? I don't care and I don't have an idea of who I want. Do you want Young? It's going to be high school. We know. Okay. Um, we know this Peter Parker will first debut in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie in 2017. Guardians. Most likely, Captain America: Civil War, just Guardians. because timeline-wise, it's the one that makes the most sense. But we don't Shh. know. Guardians, sure. huh? Guardians 2? No. Yeah. Yeah. Guardian Sue? No. That's not I don't think. Yeah, I thought it was. I don't think so, but that wouldn't make the slightest bit of sense for Peter Parker Shh. to make his debut. Guardians Sue. No, it does Um, introduce symbiote. There we go. Everyone happy. Except it would make more sense to introduce the symbiote in Guardians 2 and then work that into Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we found this black rock. You want to hold it? Or just like, I heard somebody come up with a theory yesterday or today of what if we just see like them flying through the universe and, you know, towards Earth in Guardians 2 and like this black goo holds on to the side of the ship, catches a rod. Yeah. There. Perfect. You know. Gonna be in high school... Got a debut in a 2017 Marvel Cinematic Universe film, probably Cap 2, we don't know for sure. How would you feel about Miles? They've said Peter Parker. Okay. They've said specifically, I have no problem with Miles Morales, but he works better as a legacy character. Trying to aspire. Trying to aspire to the name that came before him. That makes sense. Without that, it doesn't work as much. I'm trying to think of a good example. In the real world, you know... I came up with a terrible example that doesn't work at all. What? But, you know, let's say you don't have a John Quincy Adams without a John Adams. Yeah, you know, that's was a, terrible. That's, a, that's that not was, the example That's probably taking. the worst that's example. That's not the I was thinking of, but, you know, you don't have a... Let's see, now, I think, I think you could still pull that off very well with the Civil War. I think that is the perfect story to lend itself to a character like Miles, who still would be aspiring but to be like Cap and be like Iron Man. Because especially, I feel like, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they've established, like, they're, they're like, popular. Like, they're no, renowned. No, that makes sense to me. But also, just money-wise, it's never going to happen, because Miles Morales does not have the name recognition the name. that right. Peter Parker does. Yeah. And maybe in a few years he will, and maybe through this new franchise they can bring that, and I'd love that. Yeah. You know, but Peter Parker, most likely first. Now could they have a black Peter Parker or, you know, a biracial Peter Parker or something like that? They should, and I think it'd be awesome. I doubt they'll do it, but they could.
1: I wouldn't say the word... Yeah,
0: I would say, why not? But I wouldn't say should, necessarily. I don't think they Uh, should, yeah. Definitely could, you know, definitely possible. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I don't think they would, just for kind of the same association piece. Like maybe maybe they should get Peter Parker a white Peter Parker right before they start.
1: <laughs> Although I think
0: they've already done that with with Andrew Garfield, but I Yeah, I know what you're saying. So and then he's going to have his own solo movie new con- in the MCU continuity. Yep. And the, and uh, because of this a couple Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in phase 3 have been pushed back. Oh really? He's getting the Thor Ragnarok date for Sp- the new Spider-Man movie? Yeah. And Marvel has moved back a couple movies to accommodate that. Okay. It's basically like three to four months per movie. No, and I think the Avengers idea. movies are still in the same place, but the other things have moved around them. Okay. It's not a big deal. We know he's going to be in high school. We know it's going to be Peter Parker. We know it's going to be a new continuity. I'm really hoping that, even though it's a reboot, that it's not an origin story. You yeah. do not need to do an origin story. All you need to do is have, in the opening credits, a montage of... Yep. of him getting bitten by a spider, fighting a bunch of villains. Have him, have him in the credits fighting the comic book versions or silhouettes so you can establish he's fought a bunch of these supervillains. You don't need to establish exactly what they look like, but and, that they exist in this world. And given that it's starting with Cap, which, I mean, we're assuming it's starting We're with assuming Cap. just time-wise that that's the most likely movie for him to show up in. Yes. And it might not even be in the movie. It could just be in an after credit sequence. Now, that's the other thing. Do you think, well, they haven't announced who it is, so I guess they physically can't do that. I'm about to say after-credit scene for Avengers 2, but there's no way they could physically do that. What do you mean? The origin story, quote-unquote, would be the after-credit scene for Avengers Why are you 2? saying they couldn't physically do that? Because the movie comes out in a month, two months? Think back to Avengers 1. What's yeah. the after-credit scene of that movie? Mid is Thanos. After, though. It's a very short scene. Um, no is, dialogue, really. Is, no, that's Iron Man, is the therapy, shawarma. Shawarma. When was that filmed? Don't know. It was filmed the night of the European premiere for Avengers, if I recall correctly, or like the day before. It was about two weeks before the movie came out in the US. In fact, it wasn't even on the original prints in Europe because it had not been filmed yet. Okay. That's how quickly they can put something on film these days. Okay. I mean, granted, that didn't have any special effects except, yeah. like, getting rid of Get the, the suit uh, his, and everything, Cap's yeah. beard. Because he had to, like, cover his face with his hand because he was filming Snowpiercer. And so he, so he couldn't beard. have the, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but P- I keep hearing people go, oh, Civil War, perfect. Because Peter Parker's so important in that story. Why is Peter Parker important in Civil War in terms of what's the big thing that Peter Parker does in Civil War, Pierce? Well,. Okay, so he starts on... No, 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 What's the big singular thing he does in that story? That so, made news. Uh, well, I Okay, that I don't remember. I just know he switched sides. Real world sides. news reporters reported on something Peter Parker did in Civil War. I just know he switched sides and had someone die. Got revenge. Oh, yeah, that's right. He takes the mask off. Yeah, I just pantomime. I'm taking a mask yes. off. Yes. Peter Parker, un- that's the most important thing Peter Parker does in all of Civil War. He yeah. unmasks to the media and says, my name is Peter Parker and I've been Spider-Man since I was 15 years old. Yeah. And the world, the internet breaks because who's Peter Parker? Yeah. You can't do that in this movie because it doesn't make a lick of sense. What's the, f- not the first thing, but one of the first things Marvel did after Civil War uh stupidly brought back Cap in a really stupid way with Spider-Man. Uh did a really stupid thing where was that Okay, I want to make sure I get my continuity right here. Instead of having you guess for 10 minutes. Wait, 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 I got this one. <laughs> okay. Is this is this where Aunt May gets shot? Yep. Yes. And then they make a deal with the devil cuz it's stupid. And then divorce and divorce. But- yeah, isn't that how that happens? Mephisto's like, The, the hey, marriage just never happened. Well, okay. Weird retroactive Cl- divorce. It's closer to annulment than divorce, but it's not even annulment. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's divorce. Literally, it is... I would say it's pretty much divorce when you make a deal with the devil to make your marriage never happen, but you remember it so that your aunt doesn't die. I think that counts as divorce. It was stupid, but... and And when they came back from this from this non-marriage, and yeah. we come back, what's one of the main things that's different about the universe? Uh, no one knows that he's... No one knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah. Six months-ish after he unmasked the world, they immediately got rid of that. Yeah. So they're not going to do it in a movie. <laughs> okay. Because then, because the eventual reasoning of Tony and Reed and Doctor Strange get together and make a techno-organic, magical device to erase everyone's memory of Peter Parker's Spider Man yeah. ain't gonna fly in no movie. Okay. I so, don't know why I'm talking he, like this. Yeah, I don't know. That's the fact. So. Okay, alright. Well you've turned into the the general. Uh, the, the Colonel. Gen? The Colonel, sorry. The colonel from what? Uh Cassie. <laughs> uh so let's let's They're not going to do that, okay? But what if that is how they set up Uncle Ben dying. So let's say, end of Avengers 2, the very end credit scene, you know, kid in high school, just dicking around, gets bit by a spider, end of that. We know what that is, okay? Avengers 2, uh, or uh, Cap 3, starts off, you know, Cap kind of confronting Peter like he confronted Miles, right? Like, what are you doing? Stop this. Him saying, I want to be just like you, blah, 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 right? Um, Uncle Benzo is like, great power comes great responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, Peter then gets to hang out with... And this is, this is why I was thinking Miles and why I think Miles works really well, because this is kind of what happened with Miles, where Miles gets to meet these people that he's living up to. He sp- spends time with the Avengers, gets to know Cap, gets to know Tony... Tony kind of seems cooler, you know, because Cap... Oh, in the after credits? No, no, no. I said end, then in Cap 3. Oh, I thought you meant all in the after credits. I was like, this is this is another movie. No, no. I clearly said, gets bit by a spider, that's the end of that, and then in Cap 3 is all this. So Cap 3... Well, the- they've they've said he's going to appear in one MCU movie and then his solo movie. Yeah, so I'm assuming Cap 3. Right. So let's say it's Cap 3. Cap 3 starts off. Cap has to... Like meet up with this kid, is fighting crime in New York. Sees this kid also fighting crime. Says stop it. The kid starts following Why him. He say stop it, because he's a kid. Like go home. Like don't be dumb and fight criminals that can shoot you. He doesn't know he's a kid. He's, like, he's somebody in a full body costume. Okay. Uh, yeah, but he can also hear a voice cracking. Like you know, that they've never really had Peter be that that person. Okay. You know, and But, like, you can also tell, full-body mask or not, if you're talking to a 15-year-old or a full adult. Not nearly as well. I mean, you probably know that person's not 40, but you don't know if they're 25 or 15. Depending mm. on the person. This is going to vary highly I have worked with a lot of teenagers. The point is, the reason Cap knows that Miles is such a kid is because Miles is, like, 12. That's 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 true. a big difference. That's true. But, all right, Again, so let's... depending person to person. Yeah. Usually. So let's say, then continuing on, so Spidey hangs out with them, and he starts to see Tony as cool, and all the while Cap's like, hey, don't do this thing, and then the- because it's assumed that Tony's going to be in Cap 3, I don't know how they're going to do Oh, he's do. in Cap 3. Yeah. It's you can't, you can't, can't have, yeah, Civil War without- Well, they're not doing the comic Civil War. It's not about unmasking, as far as we can tell. It's not? It's about what Tony did. <laughs> you know, creating Ultron. Oh, Okay. That's yeah. As far as, as far as we can tell, so you can still have because no one in the MCU has secret identities. Uh... for the most part, I'm sure Hawkeye. you can think of like somebody. Hawkeye. All of Shield's files are public. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they can't really do that, which means anyone Shield knew about his identities is public. Okay, all right, that's fair. And they're not going to unmask Peter Parker. <laughs> they, But they might. Because then they'd have a movie continuity where Peter Parker's unmasked. And they have exactly one story... Or two storylines from the comics with an unmasked Peter Parker. One of which is really good. And you can't really do with a young Peter Parker. It needs to be an old Peter Parker. And the other one's terrible. Well, no. Because then this fits him into the continuity. Where th- what they learn... So he... Comes out as Peter Parker Spider-Man. Okay. Uncle Ben dies. Okay. Still hold on to the... I like that idea of this is how Uncle Ben dies, right? Okay. Learns that lesson. Now, as you said, none of them have secret identities. So, they protect Aunt May. Somehow they take her away. Witness protection, whatever. People... The world still knows it's Peter Parker, but... Do you see what I'm saying? Like, now they don't have... 60 or 50-ish years of stories to draw from, because all of those, not all of those, but most of those stories don't work if Peter Parker's identity is known. Why? I've been reading Spider-Man stories for years, and in, in most of those stories, if Peter Parker's identity was known, the villain would just go to his house and kill him, or find someone close to him and take them hostage. Like, every time in the comics, anyone's like, you're close to Spider-Man, Peter Parker, so they kidnap him. Or they kidnap Max Modell. Or they kidnap Carly Cooper. Or they kidnap, you know, whatever. But, if they know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, they just kill those people. Okay, but I don't think that's the direction that they necessarily are going to take. Like, And this is, I think, the challenge for putting him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is, yeah, Spider-Man's whole point is constantly having to protect his loved ones. Yes, absolutely. Well, as you pointed out, that's not the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe has worked. No one but has a secret identity in the MCU. Their their comic book counterparts also don't have secret identities. What? In in the comics, Thor hasn't had a secret identity for decades. Well, a decade. Yeah. Cap hasn't had a secret identity for decades. Tony has been public for years and years and years and years. But I think they can still do it, like, just how they had in Iron Man 3 them go after Pepper. I with you. I think they could do it. But the whole thing is, the MCU in particular draws from the stories that have already existed in the comics. They don't stick to them, you know, line for line, word for word, but they draw inspiration from those things. And Peter Parker, as a character, most of his stories are predicated on the fact that his identity is secret. And so... Can you still write good stories with a Peter Parker whose identity is known? Absolutely, and I think that would be awesome. Don't get me wrong, I think that would be really cool. But I don't think it would be a smart move, because they have way more stories to draw from a, I don't want to say closeted Peter Parker, but a Peter Parker whose identity is not known to the world. Those are the stories they can draw from, and so it would be a much smarter business decision and writing decision, as far as I'm concerned, even though I would like the other version, for them to leave him masked. I think this gives h- an opportunity to bring in Venom, especially because he's still a high school student. Yeah, that's true. And so if they're going to do stories in high school where everybody knows he's Spider-Man. <laughs> I think they're going to give up on him being high school. I think they're going to throw in it, put in a throwaway line. Of, they've specifically said this: Peter Parker will we'll, still be in high school in his solo movies. He okay. That's we're going back to high school, Peter Parker. Is what they've said. This is what he is. I don't have the line in front of me, so I'm not. See, that that I, don't, that I don't care for. I don't know how you. Why not? With an actual younger Peter Parker, not a 30 year old man. No, completely understand. High school yeah. student, like yeah. the last two times. Um, Even if one actually looked like he could have been a high school I'm student. I'm about say, yeah. And not Toby McGuire, who was like, Are I'm... you collecting from an ARP, sir? <laughs> <laughs> do you need me to take you back to your children? <laughs> you know? So, all right. How do I put this? So. It's kind of the same thing with Miles. Of hey, where'd you go for the last three weeks? Oh, I totally wasn't in the middle of this civil war. Like, but you keep assuming that this civil war is going to be anything like the comic civil war. No, 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 I don't no, think no, it is. no, no. But it is going to be a huge thing that is going to be televised. Also, I don't think it's going to be like a Spider-Man story. It's going to be Cap, Iron it Man, is Black and Panther, and Spider-Man will show up. I think he's going to play the sidekick role. I think to he's who? Why? To Cap. I think I think it's going to be the aspiring upstart. I think it's going to be Cap dealing with Bucky issues again of having she a sidekick. to rewrite the whole script to include Spider-Man for a movie that starts shooting in like 4 months. Yes. Okay. Hey, I, if, I think he will show up. And I know they've had versions of the script with him in it when they were trying to get this deal done the first time. Yeah. Or the last time, we should say. Um, the previous time to this. But I really don't think it'll be a huge role. I think he'll be there. But I don't think it'll be a major role. I think he'll in, have in a pivotal because point. you don't need it. You've got a cat movie that has Iron Man in it and is focused on introducing Black Panther. To then detract from that and also try to make this into a Spider-Man movie would be a a just a writing mistake, as far as I'm concerned. No, because I think I think Spider-Man can be what whatever change Cap goes through in the movie, Spider-Man will be that pivot. I can see that, even if it's not following the same Civil War storyline. Why are you assuming Cap is going to go through a change? Because it's a movie. Cap well, has to go through some kind of like... go through change. But what is this change or I don't doing? know. So where do you think he starts? Where do you think he ends? I, don't, I, have, I have no idea. But, but you but think Peter Parker will be the catalyst for this change? Yes. Uh, throwing a young, young, especially skinny remember, child. in the MCU, that's not who Bucky was. Bucky was older than him. Or, same-ish age. I don't know if they've said who was older. But, but I it think... Was, it wasn't Kid Bucky. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that. But I think he's going to, one... First, take Peter under his wing because he sees the young goodwill seeing himself. That's exactly what I was getting at. Okay, Uh, to start off, be like, "All right, yeah, young gangly kid, I'll take you under my wing." But then later, being like, "Get out of this dangerous situation!" Imagining Bucky again, like I can definitely see that being. There's a, a difference between I'm fighting Iron Man and we're fighting Nazis. You know what I mean? Like, yes, Civil War is in the title, but it's not an actual war. Okay. Even in the comics, it was some skirmishes in New York, not an actual war. Let's be. But again, they're not pulling from that. This could be anything. It could be no. But I'm saying, like, even that wasn't a war, and this has like four powered characters, probably, maybe, maybe more. I I don't. I mean, because this is contract stuff. Yeah. And so it's not like you can just draw whoever you want in there. It's whoever's in there. We got to pay, and that's another. Chip that we can't have them in another movie later because that was their contracted appearance out of six. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. we will see. But we'll we're see. we're excited. I think we oh, agree yeah. on this for both Secret Wars and Spider Man in the MCU. Oh, the other thing we didn't touch on: Sony is retaining creative control. Sony still owns the license to Peter Parker. Yeah, Spider Man. They have final creative say on Peter. Do they, Parker. Do they have license to Ben Riley? To as far as I know, they have all. Of Okay. Anything in Spider-Man. They okay. Have. Even like Kingpin. Okay. Kingpin is technically part of the Sony license. Fox got permission to use Kingpin in Daredevil, and then Marvel got permission to use Kingpin in Daredevil when they got Daredevil back from Fox. <laughs> Seriously, because yeah, no, yeah. Kingpin is a Spider-Man character. Yes, these days he's much more highly... He's a New York villain, Jew yeah. ...Daredevil, but that is a Spider-Man character. So yes, they have, they have all that stuff. So Sony retains creative control. They retain final say on Spider-Man. However, they have a new executive producer team. Previously, for the last five movies, it was Avi Arad and Matt Tolmack, I believe I'm saying that correctly. They are out. They will still have... Um, what do you, what's this word that I'm forgetting? Where it's basically, you you have something, but in name only. There's a word for that where it's just like honorary, but not really honorary. Okay. They will still have executive producer credits, but they will have no control or say over the movie whatsoever. Which, as far as I'm concerned, is fantastic. I don't know either of these men in real life. Every interview I've ever seen with Avi Rat made me want to punch him in the face. Really? He's just one of those people who has that opinion of well, specifically Spider Man. I know Spider Man, no one else knows Spider Man. I make the decisions and every decision I've ever heard him make just was like, why would that be a thing you would have Spider Man do? You don't know Spider Man, but you think you know Spider Man, one of those things. Hmm. Just seems full of himself. The new producer team who will be running the movies. Remember when we mentioned Amy Pascal, who was head of Sony and stepped down? Yep. It's gonna be Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios. So she stepped down from the head of Sony to be The producer on Spider Man, her baby. Okay, you know, all right. When it comes to the films. And Kevin Feige, who will be not be paid, but will be producing it. So, thrilled about that. Not so much Amy Pascal, no opinion on her, really. But Kevin Feige coming in, because Kevin Feige loves Spider-Man, and does know Spider-Man, and pretty much every other Marvel character, they will be the ones doing that. So, Sony still has Spider-Man, but he will now be appearing in Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And I'm thrilled, Pierce. <laughs> really, the best news is Avi Arad is, as far as I'm concerned. Even even if it wasn't Peter joining the MCU, just get Avi Arad out <laughs> there. Well, go, go just YouTube Avi Arad Spider-Man interview from any time and just try, if you know anything about Spider-Man, try not to be like, what are you talking about, old man? You know. <laughs> He's just bad. So, I think we've talked for long enough about these things. I'm about to say, that's uh, an hour and 40 minutes. This so, point, yeah. uh, I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. This has been Jersey Shore. Have a great week, everybody, and hopefully this new recording style works out really well. Yeah. I can't wait to edit this and find out. And we'll talk about the movies and other stuff you are going to talk about later sometime. Right? Yep. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com, that's J-O-R-D-A-N, or you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798. 3830 and just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan FRN Jersey, and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out HHWLOD.com for lots of great content just like it.